Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. are on episode 146 and it is amazing to me as I run into people at church and other places actually literally in other places said I heard y'all on the radio I said well it's not on the, the radio, radio. <laughs> these are older people I said it's not the radio it's a podcast well you know what I mean but uh, it's 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 really amazing to start to get the word well, you can yeah. hear it on the radio if you hook your phone up to yeah your you can do it radio in you your can. car you can hear it on your radio and, yeah yeah so maybe Makes that's sense. what they're talking maybe about. so maybe so but uh so continue to get the word out Facebook, Twitter, text, however it takes. Just uh, get them out there. Get the information out there and invite them to come listen to uh, Connecting Faith you know, to 146 Life. 146 episodes in, I really feel like a professional at this. Do you? I, I feel worse I feel than like- I've ever... <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the harder it is to do this stuff. You know, I used to be the radio guy and talk know, all the I, time. I feel you know? like, well, that was good, Pops. I mean, I feel like we could start getting paid for this. Yeah, sure. If you find somebody to pay us to do it, I'm for it, man. I'm, I'm not against that. Somebody might pay us to stop. <laughs> if you will stop, I will give you. Okay. Right, right. Well, it's fun. Anyway, lots of people out there. Get them involved, uh, helping to connect their everyday life to biblical principles, mm-hmm. and it can help make a difference. You know, Pastor, for thousands of years, it it was kind of assumed uh, that the family just worked a certain way. Yeah. And, you know, you had the dad and uh, or the husband, and he was kind of the breadwinner, and uh, he would do the work. And if it was farming time, the kids would go out in the field with him maybe or something like that. But the dad was kind of the sort of the leader. But in in the last 50 years in particular, the dynamics have really changed. And so it has been hard for us to say, okay, then – if the dynamics have changed, which they have, and what is cultural and what is biblical? How yeah, do we yeah. say, how do we make a distinction between the two? Yeah. If, if a lady is the breadwinner and the husband stays at home with the kids. Which is fine by me. <laughs> Stacy's with us today again. Yeah. She yeah. wants to go win the bread. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey. I, I'm just saying yeah. that, you know, is there a way to say, okay, that's biblical or it's not, you right. know? And do, how do we distinguish between culture and yeah, Bible, yeah. I guess, so, is what I'm saying. And that's what we've been talking through. We've been talking through the last couple of weeks. We've had Kelly, your wife, with us. Mm-hmm. And we've had my wife, Stacy. You want to say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. And again, let's talk about the microphone. It's your friend. Hello, everybody. There you go. So she's we'll here. We'll get there. Not I don't, the yeah, we're, we're trying. No, we heard you fine. We're, we're still trying to teach our wives a fine art of speaking into the microphone and There's how you and I. There's a difference between speaking into it and like actually yeah, so consuming way, it Much better. Yeah, you can't, you, you guys can't see us because you can only hear us because we're on the radio. But what Trey and I do is like our lips are actually touching this microphone. It's like <laughs> exactly. we're, we're, we're kissing this thing and, and, and our and wives just aren't. seem very nice. Yeah, our wives just aren't, aren't cool with kissing the microphone. Yeah. Right? So, but it's all good. Uh, so Stacy is back with us and, and we're going to continue to talk through marriage today and have another conversation. Mm. And we've been talking about, you know, the, just the biblical foundations and, and how there is this complementary design in marriage that, that God has, has, uh, built into marriage. And we've talked through that, especially in Ephesians chapter five, this Sunday, we're looking at Ephesians five, 22 through 33 in, in our, our Sunday morning message which I know we've already talked about, but it'd be good to talk about it yet again because that's where we are in Ephesians. And so, yes, it's a good conversation. And we're going to look at today uh, on the podcast uh, a passage of Scripture that we've talked about on our Wednesday night and Sunday night study. But again, to have 
a wife's perspective on this passage, I think is going to be really helpful. So I think we're going to be in for a good podcast episode today as Stacy helps us to think through some of these issues. And yeah, it's good. And so again, we want to invite you if you have not been able to be with us on our Wednesday night study on Wednesday nights, which is, we've just been taking the, the past five or six weeks now and working through these passages in the mm-hmm. Bible that deal with marriage. You can listen to those audio recordings on our website, northwoodbabs.com, or you can do it in the the Northwood app on your phone. That that Northwood app is a really good resource for you if you haven't downloaded that yet. So download that on your. And it's also a lot easier to use. It's, it's really than easy trying to, use, to do all get, the mess yeah, on the online. You can get all kinds of resources. You can get the podcasts there. You can get sermons there. You can get the Wednesday night recordings. It's all there, and it's in one convenient location. Yeah, good plug for the app. Yeah, get the app. Get the app. There you go. So Trey, let me ask you before we dive into the the the, the topic for today. Uh, how's your hearing? Hey, I can hear for the first time in probably five years, I first guess. First time in five years. So, so you had an invasive procedure done yesterday. <laughs> are we going to actually get into this? Yes, we are. Uh, because, <laughs> because, because I, <laughs> I think. Yeah, my wife has been saying for many, uh, probably months, maybe years, um, you need to get the wax out of your ears. You can't hear me. <laughs> so yesterday you did what your so, wife said and you went to the CVS and you sat in a chair and they, they, they put, uh, um, they made it at the CVS. That's who does the it CVS, now. The doctors bucks. won't do it. No, no. You go there and the little pharmacy tech takes that broadens the, the picture. <laughs> the little pharmacy tech at the CVS. She, yeah. she puts, uh, um, middle aged torture device down your ear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and blows hot water in your ear yeah. and wax just comes pouring out. Well, all, I don't know how, pouring <laughs> out, but it certainly comes out. But anyway, yeah. It, but it, it's worth, believe me, the pain was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, well, it was painful. It was painful. It's like a middle, painful, middle yes. age torture device. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, they're it's hitting the ear, to, you know, they hit the eardrum. They got to have the pressure to back oh, it up. Oh, it just sounds bad. So that's, uh, it hits the eardrum. Your, ear your pressure washing. You that's, that's exactly right. Pressure washing. See that? I knew you were coming on for a reason <laughs> wow. to explain that. But that's what's going on. You so. had your eardrum pressure, pressure washed. Pressure. So it's a it's a blessing now. You know, the through the pain comes the blessing. Through the pain comes. So so if you're listening and you have a hard time hearing, Trey Tommy. would recommend. Okay, so let's just be honest about this, Trey. Let's just be All honest right. about it. One, okay. it was painful. Two, it cost you fifty dollars. Three, and I'm just gonna be honest with you, Trey. This is about the dumbest thing you've ever done. No, no, <laughs> me. Not if it yes, worked. yes, yes. Because you because now, because I, I couldn't hear yesterday. Well, I brother. hear you, and I have a hard. I, I, the older I get, now you can. Yes, it's like he, he said he could hear all kinds of tones: the high tones, the low yep. tones, the mid tones. Yep. Where is this CVS? Uh, University but, but, Boulevard. But, but, but Trey, I mean, my goodness, I mean, so I, I'm I'm getting harder hearing as well. Maybe that's my issue. Maybe I need to go to, to the CVS yes. and have them put the yes, device down my ear and pressure wash my eardrum. But Trey, you. In, in a lot of cases, not being able to hear is a very good thing. Oh, I agree. Yeah. There's times I because, say, because, I, I, I can't uh, even hear you. You're right. Right. You're not going to be able to use that excuse you for your wife ha- anymore. You weren't happy yesterday when I said I couldn't hear, though. You just kind of turned and walked out the office when I said that. <laughs> all right. I'm, can't hear. I'm done with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, man, I, I, I tell Stacy all the time I can't hear. And, and it... <laughs> It and gives I me out a lot of conversations. It's very freeing. Many days to do that exact thing. I didn't know you could go get your ear to the uh, pressure wash at the CVS. But I think I'm going to look into that. Dre, like, very disappointed in you. Just uh, let, let you know. Oh, well, I, I succumbed. What can I say? <laughs> so, they, did they up. tell you, like, um, how often you have it done? Like, you need to go back every six months? I for guess a, when you start to get hard. See, the problem with hearing, though, is you don't know you're losing your hearing. Yeah. Until all of a sudden you can't hear. you wake up and you go, I can't hear anything this morning. So, oh my goodness. Um, so 
Kelly says once a year. I don't know. That would be torture. I said maybe every two well, years. I'm yeah, not going to get tortured once a year. You're not making it very appealing for me to go down to the CVS and get the uh, pressure washed. However, that's for sure. you are saying that you can hear now. Oh yeah. After I'd, this. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd rather not hear. I can hear. All, I can hear the high. I can hear the highs that have been heard. Pr- it's not a minute procedure. He said it was like a middle aged torture chamber. No, you said that. But okay. anyway, it does hurt. <laughs> it, do, it does hurt. But, you know, I got my chest cut open when I I had my aortic dissection. This is a man who's had his chest cut open. If a man who has had his chest cut open says the pressure washer hurts, I believe him. Ear is very... It's a sensitive place. Yes, it is. It's a sensitive place. All right, let's move on, We got stuff to talk about. My bad. We're getting a little little behind on the schedule. So you have 1 Peter chapter 3, which is an interesting passage of scripture. Because Paul's told us in Ephesians chapter 5... That, that wives should follow the leadership of their husbands mm-hmm. as the church follows the leadership of Jesus. And we talked about in great detail how, how there's a gospel picture in marriage. Yeah. But what happens? What happens when you're married to a man that is not a follower of Jesus? Mm. As a Christian woman, what do you do? Now, let me tell you why Paul, oh, excuse me, why Peter addresses this. Because in, in, in a first century context, women were coming to faith in Christ rapidly. Mm-hmm. Because for a woman... Man, the Christian gospel was freeing. Of course, it was. Yeah, it it it, it elevated women. It reminded women that there you really have value in mm-hmm. the eyes of God. And so you had women that were coming to faith in Christ, and and their husbands not as quickly, right? And so you have. I mean, you, you just think about the the dynamics. You have a a woman that's placed her faith in Christ. She's mm-hmm. found freedom in Christ, but you have a husband who's still in this pagan world. And not only in a pagan world, but but still worshiping false gods and just the dynamics there. And as a, a wife, you want to see your husband find real freedom and, and leave idolatry, mm. but he hasn't yet. So what do you do? You know? And, and so this is the, the issue that Peter addresses. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, um, and so 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 you know, you might be a husband married to an unbelieving woman. That happens yes, for sure. Does. But that's just not what Peter addresses because he's he's in a specific context talking about a specific issue. Mm. Uh, so he's speaking specifically to women here. Um, and there's probably some, you know, cross application for men as well if you're married to uh, an unbelieving woman. But 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 just listen to what he says. He says, in the same way, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that even if some disobey the word, they may be, may be won over without a word by the way their wives live. Now, now here's the deal, right? Peter's writing to an ancient context, but we know today many women who have husbands that aren't faithfully following Jesus. Mm, I mean, yes. that's, I think over the 20 Very years of, of, of pastoring, I mean, that, that story's repeated itself over and over again, where you have a woman, uh, a wife that is trying to faithfully follow the Lord, but her husband isn't. And it mm. could be, right, that... that that husband's lost, doesn't know Christ at all, or it could be that that husband's just an immature believer. He's placed his faith in Jesus. He's been baptized, but he, he's just not that interested. He's he not that zero, interested in zero spiritual desire growth. To be a and, spiritual and leader. So, yeah, or anything. yeah, yeah. And so this happens all the time. I think about you know just the churches I've, I've pastored where where we'll have you know um, a, a Sunday school class, or we call it here Life Connection Group, where you have a woman's group, a mm. women's group. And it's not that they're single ladies. They're all married. Yeah. But their husbands don't come to church. Exactly. So they're in a group together. And they, so we they, have, we have a ladies class designed that like way. That. We, we actually have, have three. Yeah, we but, have several ladies in classes particular. that, yeah. that where, where the wives come and their, their husbands are good guys, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they're just not there yet. They're not where their wives are spiritually perhaps, or just don't see the value of being, you know, in, in church like their wives are. So it, it creates some very interesting dynamics in the marriage. Now, now let me stop there sure. and, and Stacy can maybe help us with this too. Please do. Um, 
But I, I do think just backing up, right, that, that is a situation that we find couples in. But backing up is a good reminder for those of us who are single, right, who are listening. This is why it's so important that when you are in that stage of life where you're single and dating, mm-hmm. that that you you are trying to find that person that God has for you that's walking with Jesus. Here's reality, right, Trey? When when you when you marry someone who's not following Jesus, it's going to create an issue. Mm. And just reminding now, now I know that in, in, in some situations, you you know, before you got married, both of you were lost, and then you came to right. faith in Christ after your marriage, and or whatever the case may be. But but if you're a follower of Jesus and you're single, listen, this is why it's so important uh, that you are um, looking for a godly spouse and mm-hmm. not just a spouse. Would you agree, Stacy? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, good, good word there, Stacy. No, but seriously, what, what, did you make that determination? You know, in your life, said, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not just going to date anybody that asked me or date anybody. I want a man that loves the Lord and is growing him to faith. You know, those kind of things. Those Absolutely. Are- Early on, even as a high schooler. Um, my mom would often tell me that my standards were too high sometimes because she mm. thought I would never. Her standards find were too high, and look, Tommy. look what she got. I mean, it gets no higher. <laughs> Amen. You see? get older and wiser with time, <laughs> or you get older um, and more desperate. I don't know which one it was, but either way, we'll either, way either way, either way, I got in. Amen. Either way, but yes, no, that was something that was a must for me. Yeah. Um, to the point of not even wanting to entertain the idea of spending that kind of time with someone who ha- was not a follower of Christ. And not just a follower, but someone who was actively pursuing a relationship right. with Jesus. And that was a big deal for me too, right? right? Yeah, someone of that course. I could yeah. see the fruit of the Spirit working Yeah, in. absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, you also have to counterbalance with that, the idea of not expecting that other person in your pursuit, if you are single, not expecting that person to be Jesus. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we can think, oh, well, we forget the act of grace in people's lives. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, having a high standard, wanting to see the fruit active in their lives, realizing no one's perfect, but still um, that has to be, has to be number one, yeah. I yeah. would think, on the list of so, criteria. Yeah. So if you're single, just keep that in mind. That's really important mm-hmm. because if you are getting married and you're marrying someone who's not in the same place or at least not, not pursuing Christ like you're pursuing Christ, it's going to create some issues. Mm-hmm. It just really is. It's just, there's just no way around it. Uh, so, but, but you might be listening and you're married and you're in this situation that Peter's talking about. Regardless right? of how you got there, this right. is, this how is you where you are. Yeah. And so what do you do? And so what Peter says is that, Hey, you submit, mm-hmm. you submit to the leadership of your husband. Now, again, we get it that your husband's not following Jesus. We, we get it. So what does Peter submit mean by submit when he says this, right? Mm-hmm. Again, he, he's not saying that you're subservient. He's not saying that you take any kind of abuse, nothing like that at all, obviously. But he's saying as much as you can honor the leadership of your husband, mm-hmm. respect him. And as much as you can right now, obviously if your husband is actively opposing Christ and he's wanting to lead you to a place of sin, you don't do that. Exactly. But as much as you can, you honor your husband. And so what Peter says is that kind of honor, when you honor your husband, when you follow his leadership to the best of your ability, even if he is not following Jesus very well, it's, it's attractive. And and by doing that, God may use that to win your husband to the Lord. But even if, even if your husband is not one to the Lord by you following his leadership, um, you've, you've honored the Lord. Mm. You've done what God has asked you to do. 
And that's a big deal. And I think it's also an idea of peace in marriage. Yeah. Um, just a simple thing, because I've known people, and I'm sure both of you have as well, where the husband just never gets saved. Yeah. But the marriage was good. Yeah. Because the wife had chosen to honor her to, husband. To the best of her ability. Yeah, to the right? best of her ability. Right. And it made their marriage right. relationship good and peaceful. So she was able to pursue a relationship with yeah. Christ. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you can do about the other way. When my mom and dad, for instance, my dad... My dad came to Christ second. My mom came to Christ first. And so instead of driving him crazy, she decided that she would just be quiet and let the Lord work, yeah. which we'd, we'd never read First Peter 3. Right, right. So, I mean, we were new believers. But uh, she decided that. And I, she believes to this day that that is the reason that mm. he came, because he made the decision on his own. Yeah, and your dad and became my, a very faithful follower yeah, of Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it it does work. There are yeah. times it doesn't, but it certainly can as well. So Stacey and I were talking through this a little bit last night uh, in the car on the way to a ball game, so it wasn't a very deep conversation. But we talked about it a little bit last night yeah. um, because Stacey even has had conversations with women over the years who are in this situation. Your wife has, obviously. I'm sorry mm. she couldn't be with us today, but she had to go back to school. Um, but, you, you know, our wives have had these kinds of conversations with, with women. So Stacy, kind of, you're not in that situation and Kelly's not in that situation. Um, but from your perspective, what would this look like? How would a, a wife who has an unbelieving husband or a husband who's not following Christ? Well, how, how, how could she live out this passage and honor her husband in those circumstances? What are some just kind of practical ways that she could do that? Well, I think, first of all, catch your breath, right? There are things that we long for as followers of Christ. We long for fruit in other believers. And so as a wife longing for that fruit that may not be even budding Mm -hmm. in their, in their spouse, um, their husband, you know, to just kind of take a step back and realize that it's not going to go from zero to 90 in one second. Right. Um, yeah, I think what Trey said was key: patience. Just yes. be patient with your with your yes. husband, and and trying not to be overly frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, it is a process. But in the meantime, um, you know that word where we we the submit word, whatever. It's not just the to the spouse; it's to the Lord, yeah. right? That yes, that attitude of the heart before the Lord. Yeah. This is difficult. I really want to see change. I really want to see growth. I really want to see my desire is to see my husband walking faithfully daily with you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't see that right now. Give me patience, right? Yeah. Having that relationship with the Lord, um, crying out in honest desperation before the yeah. Lord. This is my desire. And your word tells me yeah. that you will give me the desire of my heart if it is pleasing to you, yeah. right? And if my desire is to please the Lord first and then to see fruit of the spirit at work in my husband's life, then the Lord is going to want to pour that out, right? Yeah. There's the process of drawing the husband in through the spirit. You know, that's the spirit's work. And also trying not to be the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. for the other person is not always easy because as wives and most moms, we think we need to set the stage, provide the environment for optimal growth, yeah. right? And we can't always make that happen. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it, I think, right, Stacey, it, it, it is acknowledging the frustration. It's, fru- it's frustrating. Right. When you want something so bad and it's it's just not the reality. Right. That's frustrating. Right. And not getting overwhelmed with the frustration and therefore the behaviors that you are allowing to come out of you being out of frustration. Yeah. 
um, trying to keep that in check is, is, is a process and a training and not easy. And on the flip side, remembering too, that again, while it's frustrating and while you want your spouse to be that faithful follower of Jesus, that your spouse is not your savior. Your spouse is not your God. There's only one God who loves Mm -hmm. you, who gave his son for you. And so again, in the midst of that frustration, God is also teaching you as a spouse to find your fulfillment ultimately in him and not in the decisions or lack of decisions in the spouse you're married to. And that's hard. Right. And I think as a byproduct of that, right, as we find our fulfillment in Christ, as we're being filled with the Holy Spirit as best as we can allow him to, right, letting go of the things that we cannot change, as we're finding our fulfillment there, I think that is reflected in our behaviors towards our spouse, right? Then we are able to be more loving, more kind, more apt to Mm. see the other one's perspective instead of just that. um, And when I say this, I think of my personality, sometimes that, that bull nosed, like I'm going to, I just want to see this happen. Yeah. You're pretty bull nosed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm making faces right now that you can't see. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing. This isn't video. Um, But yeah, but, But allowing that, and if our personality isn't one to automatically respond in graciousness, Mm -hmm. um, allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in us so that that kind of graciousness can overflow to our husband, right? Even if he is not making the the decisions at the time that we want him to. Um, Another thing that comes to mind is just... Instead of in, instead of looking at our husband with eyes that are frustrated, looking at our husband with eyes that are ready to see the things that are already in place that he's doing well. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Um, encouraging our husbands. Um, you know, I heard it said recently on um, a Focus on the Family thing I think I was listening to, but um, that men are just very competitive by nature in we general. Are. We are. Right, and, and so if a man comes across something that he already knows or feels like he's not capable of doing, he's not even going to try. I don't know if that's seems right. Is that? Yeah, but I think that's that's a good point, right? When, I mean, I I think that might be one of those barriers for a lot of men is they see their wives excelling so much in their Christian faith, growing, Mm -hmm. serving, ministering, all those kind of things. And maybe, you know, for some husbands, it's just looking at their wives and saying, I I can never be that. So I'm going to try. And I'll just let her take care of that. She's doing a great job spiritually raising the kids. I'll just go work in the shop or do my thing because she's got all that covered. And that, and that, I think that could be your, I think you're right. Just that competitive nature or seeing that I will never be able to be that. So I even try it might be a barrier for some of our, our men. I've actually seen also, or talked to men who feel like they have made progress, but the wife has this level of expectation yeah, way yeah, up yeah, here. Yeah. So he sees that, look how far I've come, but, but, but she's but way I, up here. But yeah. But she's way up there. I'll never get up there. So, and yeah. so he gets, fr- there's the, there's that level of frustration yeah. there as well. So that he says, I've that's changed. And, and I think that's a good point um, that, you know, for a wife who doesn't see her husband where he should be, she is frustrated mm-hmm. and, and probably rightly so, mm-hmm. but he could be equally frustrated mm. because right. he sees you at this level of just 
spiritual sainthood mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you know, maybe always saying, why can't you, or why aren't you, or why won't you? Mm-hmm. Right? And like, well, I, I just never be what you want me to be. So why even try, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that, that could be due to competitiveness. It just could be due to, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, so we were talking about last night about just, you know, some steps to help and just you thinking about, um, affirming, uh, your husband in just the little things. Right. Like, um, acknowledging those things. And I think, I think that, um, sometimes we, we think that our spouse is reading our minds. Right. And a lot of times women can fall into that. Yeah. And let me, yeah, before you continue right there, just (laughs) as a husband, let me just make it very clear to all the wives listening. We are not reading your minds. We're not. We're we're too dumb. We're not. We just can't. We don't I, get it. I, we don't I, take social nope, cues. No, nope, I nope, mean, no. Nope. You know, you've nope. got to be clear with us. Be you've clear. Got to be, and not only be clear, but be 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 clear like, like multiple times. Like I just, <laughs> I got a hearing problem. Because of the earwax. I mean, problem. all that stuff. We cannot read your mind. I'm, I'm <sighs> terrible at it. I know Stacy wants me to read her mind, but I I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't comprehend. So just and understand that. So with that frustration, right, there comes frustration with that even because the woman is expecting perhaps this level and mm-hmm. the, the man is thinking I can't get to that level and they don't ever talk about it. Mm-hmm. So there's just this um, perhaps even unrealistic, uncommunicated expectation that the other one's thinking. It's not even the reality. Um, and I think part of it is just open communication, going to the spouse mm-hmm. and saying these you know, this is important to me. I don't know that you know that this is important to me, that we can carve out this time, or I don't expect you to be perfect, but let's open the word together. I don't expect you to be a theologian, but we can read it. And, yeah, and, and what are the simple steps we can take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because even, even having that conversation, I think might be difficult, especially if you're in a marriage where you've never had those conversations yeah. about spirituality and walking with Christ. And just a, and so just taking those simple steps and, and we were talking about last night, just affirming when you see those simple steps. Right. Like if, if the spouse is, I know. I keep I'm pointing sorry. my wife to speak into the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm having it's a hard just, time with you're that. Doing great. You're doing Go great. Ahead. Um, you're doing great. But like just the little things that you may not even think of as the husband actually doing something spiritual, like helping you actually arrive at church. Yeah. It's a big you deal. Know, you know, just a simple comment of, you know, dear, I, I want you to know that I see you helping me get us to the children to church. And I feel like you're helping me to protect that special time for us as a family, mm-hmm. you know, letting him know that you see him doing those things, then perhaps gives him a little more desire or confidence in that you're seeing him do it and he can do more. He can go further. Mm-hmm. He can, he can actually take those steps um, and be encouraged through the little things to pay, to make more progress, yeah, more strides. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, asking the Holy Spirit to help us to see the ways that they are um, maybe even leading spiritually that we don't recognize yeah. and then pointing those out to them and saying, hey, that really makes me feel connected to you in a way that strengthens our marriage mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize before, you yeah, know? Yeah. And just thinking about that too, just, f- I think for every man, just those words of affirmation are really important. Yeah. Like, like men like to hear you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job providing, you're doing a good job, whatever. So, so we it, like that, it, pat, we, on we like that pat on the back. It's yeah. just kind of part of our, you know, ego, wherever, wherever the case may be, we, we, we appreciate that. And so when you do see your, your husband taking those small steps towards 
uh, spiritual obedience, obedience to Christ, whatever it looks like, that affirmation is a big deal. And I would also say encourage him better than he is to get him to that point. In other words, my, <laughs> when I got that Bible, the yeah. Schuyler Bible, yeah, my wife wrote, thank God for a man of the word. Man, I'm said, I'm reading this Bible through. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It was it was because I said she had she put that on there, and all of a sudden I said, well, I want to be more than ever that man yeah. of the word. Yeah. You know, so. I read it through three times. You know, just those yeah. kind of things do that. So you kind of thank them for where you want them to be, even though they might not quite be there yet. Yeah. You know, Right, that yeah. idea of self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, right? yeah. If you tell a child they're never going to achieve, then they're not going to. Yeah. But if you tell a husband, hey, man, I see you. You're going to do that. You're going to get to that point. We can we can walk through this together. Mm, you know? Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you think, about again, in the context, uh, Peter is talking to, um, wives who have perhaps unbelieving husbands, but but you can flip this around. It's the same thing for a husband who might have a wife where mm-hmm. uh, who, who's not walking faithfully with Jesus. The same principles apply. You know, pray for her, encourage her, uh, affirm those you know little steps of faith that that she's making. And 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 and, and here's the reality, right? If we're saying that the goal of marriage is God is using your marriage to make you both like Jesus. Then, then those little steps of, of, of spiritual obedience that you see and how you affirm those mm-hmm. and, and encourage those, and God's using that. Mm-hmm. God's using that. And so, you know, and he's growing you through that uh, as a spouse. So you think about if you're that, that wife whose husband isn't where you want to be yet or, you know, who's, who's not following Jesus, um, as you affirm, as you um, are, are patient, God, God is teaching you how to walk in the fruit of the spirit as you minister to that spouse. Mm -hmm. And so it's sanctifying not only for your husband, hopefully, but it's, it's sanctifying for you. God's going to work in you. And, and, and just that reminder too, as followers of Jesus, I, I know that you're frustrated because your, your spouse isn't where you think they need to be. I know that you're frustrated because your spouse might be lost or the case may be. Um, but God's not wasting that experience Mm -hmm. in your life. He's using that in you, even if your spouse never comes to faith in Jesus Christ, and we're praying and hoping that he does or that she does, obviously, but even if that never happens, God's not wasting this season in your life. Right. He's growing you. He's He's molding you. He's doing a sanctifying work in you. And so, so not losing sight of that. It's, it's difficult. It's a challenge, but, but God is at work. Amen. And Amen. as you're saying that, I'm thinking too, along those lines, like having those moments of self-reflection as the spouse. Yeah. We're asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten our hearts as to where are we perhaps holding too tightly to things that's Mm. strangling their ability to actually grow because we may be holding too tightly to what we want to accomplish and not allowing the Holy Spirit to actually move in other ways that are actually better for the spouse or going to produce the fruit that he intends trying not to control the situation um, is oftentimes difficult, but asking the Holy Spirit as he's refining ourselves, you know, refining us to show us those ways that perhaps we're trying to play the Holy Spirit or trying to to do things on our own that he never intends for us to do. Um, And then that kind of snuffs out the desire perhaps in the other spouse to grow. That's right. Well, listen, we, we have more in this passage to talk about mm-hmm. because there's an issue here that Paul, uh, that Peter addresses about how we carry ourselves mm. 
but we're out of time. We can't yeah. talk about that issue today. So I'm going to ask my wife to come back one more week. And All right, that'd be good. Through another issue, I'm enjoying that's it. okay with you. She's getting better on the mic She's and everything. She's getting better and better. Yes, dear. Thank you, dear. Whatever you say, dear. <laughs> Yeah. I would oh, love well. that, to. That, I don't hear that very often. That, well, that yes, was really nice. Yes, it is true. He doesn't really hear that very often. I will say it again. Yes, dear. If you would like for me to come back, I would love to come back oh, and join you. See, that, that, that doesn't encourage that, you in that, your face. That felt so affirming. I really like that. Amen. That, Amen. that was good. So we'll have another conversation with my wife next week, which I think will be very helpful. So make sure you keep tuning in. But Stacy, as we end our time, and I'm going to turn back over you, Pops, because it's your job to close this, not mine. I don't know how we do this. But anyway. What, what, However, yeah. So for that, for that wife that's listening today, who is frustrated and who really longs for her husband to walk with Christ, what is one final word of encouragement? Pops does this to me a lot. He puts me on the spot with a yeah. final word. What's the final word of encouragement? Well, that's that's but that's the fun of this. What's the fun, final? Yes, it's so much fun. <laughs> what's the final <laughs> word of encouragement you would give to that wife that's listening, who's just really wants her husband to be where he needs to be with Jesus? I think the word that just kind of pops into my mind is hope. Mm. Don't mm. lose hope. That's mm. good. Right. Um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the momentary frustrations, but looking to the long-term hope, mm. right? Today is but fleeting. That's and right. We have a hope and to hold on to that mm-hmm. and to look for the ways that your husband yeah. is actually uh, being faithful already. That you may not have noticed. Yeah, amen. Hold on. To yeah, that. if you're a follower of Jesus, no matter your situation, there's always hope. That's amen. a good word. Amen. Stacy, thank you for being here and kind of getting us focused on what it means to be a follower of Christ and a and a encouragement to our husbands or wives, as as the case may be. But pastor, as we close, uh, just get us ready for next. Yeah. Week. So I want to do one more commercial for CVS. Sure. If if you have trouble hearing. Trey knows somebody at CVS that can help you with that. That's right, Megan. Ask for Megan. <laughs> I'm going to need that phone number. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is a fun conversation. I hope the day has been a blessing to you. And if it has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.